0: So on this episode of the Blah Blah Bunker, which is actually going to be in two parts, but this so this is part one, uh, we have Thorhildur Magnúsdóttir, and she runs a service called Sjúndur og saman, which means kind of together and apart, which uh, covers relationships, but uh, focuses to a large extent on polyamorous relationships. Um, Thorhildur herself and her husband they opened up their marriage four years ago. <coughs> They've been Together since they were seventeen, so they've been together almost fifteen years. I think they have two children, and uh, yeah, they they came to a conclusion that this would be the right way for them. Um, on this first part, obviously we talk <laughs> we're talking. This is all about polyamory. Uh, on the first part, we talk more about why people get into this and and uh, and and uh, what makes them do that, and and the you know the responsibility that. Uh, People have for their own happiness, and, and that means also potentially exploring having romantic relationship with other people than just the the one that they're with or married. Um, and uh, yeah, and then on the the second part that is coming out in two days or so. Um, it's probably out when you listen to this uh then we talk more about ha- the how you know how does it work you know it, what are the rules that you have and 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 so on and and Thorolder is very open um very straightforward and and shares with me and and you guys details of her personal life um and um, yeah it's uh it's a very interesting thing um i hope you will enjoy listening to it i for sure enjoyed the uh, talking to her and this episode is also available on youtube with uh, video Uh, we recorded this in a studio in iceland actually when i was there the other day and uh, so you can see the whole thing there with professional cameras and and stuff like that so that might actually be a better experience so that's on my youtube channel the blah blah bunker so uh, sponsors that's the old bar in prague uh, on cypher tour 21 Available for, you know, sit-in, takeaway, uh, home delivery on Walt and Post. And if you're traveling to Prague, then check out the Oat Bar. Amazing oat meals with great toppings. Everything is made in-house, uh, artisan stuff, you know. Great coffee. And they have skir, Icelandic recipe, made in the Czech Republic by an organic farm. Check out the Oat Bar, Prague. You can find them on social media. You will love the, the Instagram account. You will love it. If you like nice pictures of food, you will love the Oat Bar's Instagram account. So check that out. Hi, Þórhöldur. Hi. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank Thoroldr you.
0: Þórhöldur Magnúsdóttir, right? Yes. Um, you're Icelandic.
2: I'm Icelandic, yes. So am I. <laughs> um,
0: we're sitting here in a really fancy studio in, in Reykjavík. Um, yeah. It's my first time on camera. I'm really nervous.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is all super technical as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: We have to sit in a certain position to to stay in focus. So yeah. these next five hours are going to be really hard. <laughs> um, so you're kind of. I found you um, in in the media. I was I was looking at the Icelandic media and and uh, I saw you talk about relationship and polyamory and and different kind of things and. Um, and I was curious because you are very kind of uh, straightforward in your communication and uh, I found a lot of the things that you talk about to be very interesting. So, but if you tell me a little bit, you know, what is it actually that you do? Because you don't do only poly.
2: Right, so what, I, what my focus is today is educating people on relationships mm. um, and just being, like mainly being more authentic with yourself as well as your partner. And the part of that is, um, like, from from my journey was that I I am now in a poly- polyamorous relationship, which for me is kind of like the deep sea of being authentic. It's like being fully you and being open and having all the freedom, um, which has as well taught me, like, just how to have more open and honest communications in all relationships. So my focus is just on teaching people how to be more honest with themselves as well as their partner or partners.
0: Mm. And you run this platform, like... Uh it's called, which is kind of what, what we say there in English, you know, like together and apart.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's like the, the, the direct translation. It, it doesn't really capture um, the meaning of it. So, is is kind of this Icelandic saying of like, um, you know, the in and out of it mm-hmm. is, is kind of the meaning of but it also means like apart and together. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind that name is that while we're in relationship, we have to um, as well, keep the focus on being our individual self. So not, because so many people fall into relationships and they kind of, they they go like this, mm-hmm. like they kind of merge with their partner and this, and everything is about the relationship and what they do together. And people very often neglect, um, you know, taking care of themselves, um, continuing their own hobbies and friendships and, and maintaining their individuality. mm mm-hmm. Which, but, but that is very necessary to maintain a healthy relationship for a long time.
0: And you say that going into polyamorous relationship is kind of the, the deep dive into how do you say being authentic about who you are and what you want.
2: Yeah, that's how I but feel. But what about is it.
0: like for people who don't know what polyamory means? I mean, like what's the yeah. kind of the brief?
2: So polyamory or polyamorous relationships um, are based on. They're non-exclusive, mm. so they're non-monogamous. So meaning you 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 have the freedom to explore connection with other people than your partner. So for some people like myself, I have a husband. I've been married for you know almost ten years, um, uh, and I also have a boyfriend. So it doesn't really necessarily have to be in that particular form. Mm. Um, the stereotypical polyamorous relationship, like the media portrays it as. Um, two women and one man in a kind of a triangle yeah. relationship. That's yeah. kind of the the stereotypical idea people have um, But that's not the most common. Probably created form. by men though. Yeah, that, that yeah idea. Exactly. Yeah, but so the basic idea is that you're not exclusive to one person.
0: But that means romantically you know It's not yeah. it's not a sexual relate. I mean it is also, or, you know, it's not Necessarily only sexual. It's a
2: so like most people are, you know, non-exclusive in like having friends mm. but so polyamorous is that there's, there's no restriction on um, sexual or romantic ties. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, like monogamous relationships, then you can only have sexual and romantic feelings for one person. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the, the definition mm-hmm. of
0: it. And, but, but it's, it's an interesting thing because I think like historically then, um, monogamy is a relatively new thing. I mean, like if we go back, yeah. I mean, just maybe 100,000 years, no 100 years or 200 years or something like that, then we didn't really have this monogamy. I mean, so do you think it's actually more natural to us to be poly than monogamous? I
1: mean...
2: So this is kind of like probably an endless debate, like Mm -hmm. what's more natural for us. Um, But yeah, like as a species, like we as as human animals, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we don't have this kind of function that once you enter a relationship, you are closed off to feelings for other people like mm. we have this primal drive that we we seek connection and we want to have you know sex with hot people that's like basically how we yeah, work yeah, yeah. um, so monogamy like you said is, is relatively new and many people watching would think like, what do you mean it's not new mm. um, but that's true like monogamy started as this kind of economical phenomena whereby you know, like kings or you know this kind of high power people mm. were claiming land like this is our this is our you know land and we want to You know, claim ownership of this, and we and and also peacemaking. Like, Mm. so if I have this land, you have that one, we want to marry our kids so that we're staying safe. So and that means, yeah, Yeah. that means we're not going to divide the resources, land, you know, wealth, whatever, with anybody else. And then these two families. Mm. So that's how it started, Mm. Um, and then trickled down. So yeah, it's. But it's
0: it's also a great way to kind of. I don't know, consolidate, as you say, consolidate power, but also to to control people because, you know, you you convince them that, that I mean, when the church was super powerful, you know, like the, this is the only way. And if you don't yeah. do this, you're a bad person. I mean, so that's the, you know, that's the way that you could actually convince people to do as the higher powers. Yeah. wanted, you know?
2: Yeah. So mon- so monogamy started as this kind of economical phenomena, and mm-hmm. then church um, kind of realized, like, yeah, that's a good idea. We can use this control- yeah, yeah, to control exactly. people. Yeah. But today we're like, this is the only way. This is the this is the right way. Yeah. But it's not. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not natural for us.
0: And I remember here in Iceland, like it's it's very you know when you read our old sagas and and and, and stories from I don't know like 15th 17th century or eighteenth century, and and it was really really rare that that a man, for example, had children with just one woman, you know, yeah. and he, he he had babies with uh, the workers and he yeah, had babies yeah. with the woman from the next farm, you know, yeah. and, and uh, but it was more male than than female, kind of the, let's say, the non-monogamy, at least in our culture. Yeah,
2: well, you know, women's non-monogamy or women's non-exclusive would, would be punished. Mm-hmm. So, so that's... Because
0: they were the asset, yeah, or property of exactly, the exactly, yeah. exactly.
2: So if they were found out, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, but is it, I mean, because I, yeah, I found, I found you and I I was curious about what you're doing and, and, um, you know, then it made me think back, you know, like if I, you know, 20 years ago, I don't think that someone like you could have been out there speaking in the way that you do. I mean, I think you would have been judged, you probably judged a lot, but, but you would have been just much more.
2: Yeah,
0: it's true. Is is it, is it, I don't know, is this lifestyle or would you call it the lifestyle?
2: You could even, that's, that's another debate, like some people would say it's a lifestyle choice and mm. other people would say it's um, more of like an identity or a kind of an, a sexual orientation or a relationship orientation. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, some people would say it's a lifestyle choice and other people would, would say you, this is my identity.
0: What's your... Um,
2: hmm. Wow, I haven't really considered it that way. Um, mm. I feel it's more of like a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. I think so.
1: Mm. Um... Yeah.
2: Okay. That's what I would say.
0: <laughs> and it's getting more popular. I mean, or is it, or is it just that it's now, uh, I don't know, the information is flowing more, or what?
1: What's the? Yeah.
2: I mean, I think I think our society is going in this direction of being more conscious, being more deliberate, more intentional, mm. um, as well as more informed, more, um, you know, liberal, more concerning of you know people feeling, um, feeling like themselves, being able to be free and authentic. Mm. So I think that allows for more people to you know consider this option and live with it um but i think like non-monogamy um as the f- as the form of infidelity has always been c- very common so, yeah. so people have been you know having sex or having you know relationships outside of their primary relationship like for, for forever yeah. forever uh-huh. um but now i think people are being more conscious and knowing about this option slowly um You know, maybe just coming to terms with that Mm. monogamy isn't the only and best choice for us, for everybody. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I think just the more open discussion um, is making it possible for more people to choose this kind of life.
0: Mm. And I think also it has helped a lot. I mean, with social media, then that gives a platform for ideas that would never have been allowed into the mainstream media. I mean, like it's... True. I don't think. I mean actually you you've gotten some airtime here on on like mainstream media. I, I heard you on the state yeah, radio and, and that was a really interesting talk and then I read some articles or news about you as well but mm-hmm. but I think that helps. I mean it kind of gives a platform for much more diversity Absolutely. than than what we had before because at least in a country like Iceland we had you know five newspapers one for the communist one for the uh, yeah. capitalist and, and then all the exactly. stuff between you know.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, and what how how did this start for you? I mean, what what got you into this? Were you always curious or or?
2: You mean into polyamory? Yeah. So, until four years ago, or like four and a half years ago, I didn't know what polyamory was. Uh-huh. Like I had never heard of this this kind of um, like honest and you know just yeah honest and conscious way of being in a relationship that is open. Um, I had heard of, like, some people who, like, were in an open relationship would always, like, try to pick up girls, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, at clubs, which wasn't really, didn't really appeal to me. Like, I thought that was very sleazy. Um, So a friend of mine was, you know, talking to me about relationships. She was asking, like, have, for how long have you been together? She was asking about me and my husband, and she asked, has it always been easy? And I said, no. And she asked if I had ever, um, like, fall in love with somebody else or had feelings for anybody mm. else which i had like a, pr- a few years prior i had developed feelings for a guy i was working with which was very you know unnerving it was shocking and it was uncomfortable yeah um because i didn't know of this option and then it was just like am i doing something wrong like all, all of these feelings um and then she told me about she was opening up her relationship
1: uh-huh
2: um, and describing the way they were doing it, like honest communication, you know, being true to themselves, saying what they want, like and communicating. And I was just amazed that like people could could actually do that and be, yeah, just like being so brave. Mm. Um, so that's when I started reading about it and I just thought it made a lot of sense. Mm.
0: Um, and then you brought it up at home.
2: Yeah. And then, like a few days later, I started talking with my husband about it. Then I wasn't really like invested in the idea. I was more of just like, "Wow, this is so interesting." Some
1: curiosity. Yeah, it's
2: like I was really curious. Um, and then, just as I read more about it, listened to podcasts, and read books, um, I just felt that it, it was. I felt that I had gotten like the confidence in the idea that it it could work. Mm. Um, reading stories from other people who had been practicing it and. And I just thought, yeah, this could be possible, mm. um, and it was something that I wanted to try.
0: And what did he say?
2: Well, his first reaction was like, "Yeah, these people are just psychopaths. <laughs> like, yeah. like, this is this is crazy," <laughs> um, and that's that's actually what he thought. Like, it, it, and I think the idea for him was. Um, because he has, he has, he had knew of known of this guy who was like cheating on his wife, and then when she found out, he kind of tried to convince her that it was a good idea that he could continue to see his um, like girlfriend, girlfriend on yeah. the side, but he was actually just very manipulative, <laughs> like and he wasn't a really good guy and wasn't treating his wife well. Hmm. So I think that was the idea that came to his mind, um, but then you know after reading about it and talking about it a lot. Um, he kind of eased into it and, um, and got off the idea that it was just a psychopath. Mm. And it was just really fun, like, for the first time we were actually honest with each other about, like, what we would want to do, what we wa- would want to explore. Yeah. And just, like, for the first time we're really honest with each other. It mm. was really refreshing.
0: And then, like, um, you kind of make a career. I mean, I know that you do a lot on relationships in general, you like, and, and, and how to work on relationships, relationship, but I think from from the messages that I see from you and the, and the content that you create, and by the way, you you're you're the, you're the most active person that I that I know. I mean, there is constant flow of, of really interesting stuff. I really enjoy, and I would love if you had it all in English as well, because I think it, it, people would love Hopefully
2: it. Hopefully, coming soon.
0: And, and, and you're great at this. Um, um, <laughs>
1: Thank you.
0: But but so why did you kind of decide to make this part of your? Career, you know, is that a conscious thing, or it just kind of started Hmm. slipping in, or, or?
2: so. My kind of like self-discovery journey started with minimalism, Mm. when I had um, when I had I was on maternity leave. I was at home in this tiny apartment, crammed with stuff, um, which I was sick of. Um, And then I discovered minimalism, and I like dove into that like reading about you know getting rid of st- stuff you don't need like mm. simplifying your life Is focusing that's Marie on your Kondo
0: woman or something
2: well, that was it was this was before Marie Kondo uh-huh. but yeah then yeah but then I totally went on the Marie Kondo wagon for a yeah. while um, and then like I had this small platform where I was just talking about living a meaningful life living a minimalist lifestyle um, so that's kind of where my sharing my life mm-hmm. um, okay. journey started mm and then slowly, like as well as talking about parenting. And then as I read more about parenting and how I wanted to parent my child, I realized that a huge part of raising a child in a good way is tied to the relationship between the parents. Mm. So if if I'm 100% sure about how I wanna raise my child, what a perfect mother I wanna be, a big part of that is like living in harmony with the other parent. Mm. Um, and that's where I realized we, I had a lot of work to do. Mm. So that's when I started reading about relationships. And then you know, I, I kept having some kind of platform where I was sharing about my like, mindfulness and, and minimalist lifestyle. And as you know, after I became polyamorous, I learned a lot more because that kind of just like, pfft, mm. you know, broke away a lot of you know, boundaries and, and ceilings I had about my ideas of what relationships can be and, and how they should be. Um, and learned a lot through that and i just felt the need to share more about that mm. so i think i think you know building this platform talking about relationship and kind of making this career because now i offer like courses and consultation and stuff kind of just came from my um you know enjoyment of sharing
0: mm-hmm. what
2: i'm learning about life and, and
0: and seeking how to do things in a exactly. better way for yourself yeah. uh huh
2: so I, I I studied engineering. So I'm I'm very like solution oriented uh-huh. and very analytical. I'd so, never have guessed that. <laughs> yeah, so I am a software engineer. Fuck that. That's crazy. <laughs> as well as um, like a year ago, I finished my master's in uh, economics. Wow. <laughs> so okay. that's like my background, like that's being. That's Yeah, like being very analytical, being very um, like discerning and trying to understand systems and society, and then finding solutions to make it like make my life better. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and somehow, because before we started recording here, you know, I was, you, you, you looked at me and, are you nervous? And I was like, fuck, this is a witch, you know, she, <laughs> sees, she sees through everything, you know, and I was like, oh shit. And I was nervous, you know, yeah. because, you know, it's cameras and lights and, gre- you know, some yeah. background thing, and, and, and some girl that I have never met before, you know.
2: Uh, I'm, a, I'm also a yoga teacher.
0: Yeah, yeah, but that, that, that I could have put on the, on the yeah. label, you know. exactly.
2: Like, hmm <laughs> um, some spiritual thing. Yeah, spiritual things, yeah. But
0: but maybe that's why I like your content actually because it's not it's not overly spiritual. It's actually no, very, it's very rational practical. and very kind of yeah. Ar- argumentative or whatever you say. Practical like, yeah, is what practical. I would say. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I I'm am I'm, I'm a lawyer and I'm
2: I'm
0: Yeah. my feet are under the ground, you know. So I like practical stuff yeah. when I when I see and it. And I
2: know that's what people need. Yeah. They need to hear like practical things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But it, it's an interesting thing, though, because I mean, there's a lot of this stuff flowing out there that is like, be yourself, yeah, yeah. just be you, you yeah. be you, and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But there are not the practical yeah. parts of it. And uh, but so so you, you sorry yeah go back. <laughs> you you talk to your your husband about this and and then what I mean like so when you're aligned, you and him. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we're gonna do this.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You just go on Tinder then, or what? What do you do?
2: Yeah, basically. Uh huh. So there there was maybe like this one part of the story that's that's kind of crucial to this is, so, when I started talking to him about this, mm. I, I wasn't really invested in the idea, like I said, I, it was just like, wow, this is really interesting, this is very fascinating. And like, we we started dating when we were 17, so we are very young,
1: mm.
2: and had been together for this whole time, and this was like 10 years later, so we were 27, had two kids, um, had been together the whole time, um, and, I am very social. I'm very like extroverted. I get a lot of energy from like being around people. Mm. Um, whereas he's more introverted. Um, and at the time, I had like a lot of free time. Um, like I had, you know, I was at this like good place in my life, and I just I was just energized, and I like, I could, I just wanted to expand in some way. I don't know. So this was just something that was called to me. It's just like, and as well, I'm bisexual. And mm-hmm. having started in my relationship with my husband at 17, like there was no room for exploration there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it was something I always knew and I had told him when we started dating. But like the only, only time I had thought of breaking up with him was when I thought maybe I should break up with him to try to be with women. Like yeah. maybe, I should, maybe I should try to explore that part of me.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but it had nothing to do with him. The reason I didn't do it because I didn't want to break up with him. I loved him. Mm-hmm. Like my relationship with him was perfect. Like we as perfect yeah. as it was. Um, so I never did that. Mm. And you know, I, I joked. Um, I joked to people like, if he dies before me, I will marry a woman. Like that. Like that would be my only window <laughs> of yeah. opportunity.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, so I, I, I'm sure that that played a big part yeah. in like my wanting to explore this. Like there was a whole big part of my sexuality that had never been explored. Mm. Um, so after having talked to him about this and, and feeling like my interest in this, this topic, um, there came this moment where I noticed that I had more interest than he did. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like, he, he was fine with it. Like he didn't need this, he wasn't no. that interested. Um, so that's where I had to kind of take responsibility for like what I wanted and like specifically just ask, like this is what I want to do, like can we do this? Mm. Um, and then like that's that's kind of when the conversation changed from being just like this is a fun idea yeah. to just this is what i want yeah. can we do this um, and yeah so he was up for that and mm-hmm. we t- decided to do that
0: and and so and, and you and then you just you go out and find people i mean or you you or you
2: yeah yeah you, yeah that's what that's what you do yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, and what's your status now in this? I mean, what, what's, you have a boyfriend now?
2: Yeah, I'm married and yeah. I have a boyfriend yeah. Yeah, that I met uh, almost a year ago.
0: Okay. And uh, do you spend a lot of time with him or...? or?
2: He actually lives in Spain now. Ah, um, okay,
0: that explains. Because but, when we were talking the other day, you were in Spain.
2: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So that kind of complicates things. But he, he like, for the first nine months um, that we were dating, he lived in Iceland. Mm. And then I would just go see him, like, you know, Once a week a few times a week or something just kind of basic dating yeah
0: um yeah and and what about your husband does he have a girlfriend or a boyfriend now i mean what's no um...
2: not not officially no but like he's he's open to seeing other people and like that's the thing with this this is not something that has to be balanced in the same way that like if you would ask ask any couple like how much time do you spend on your hobbies and how much time do you spend on your hobbies mm. like how much self-care do you do how much self-care do you do is it, this is not something no. that has to be equal no. like i am responsible for my only happiness and he is responsible for his mm. um so this is not a competition we don't have to do things equally like if i want to go to the gym seven days a week and he only wants to go once a week that's like perfectly his choice uh-huh. like it's up to him to feel how much um, how much of this activity do I want in my life? Mm. And like I said before, like we're very, we're very different in like our social needs, which a lot of couples are. Like mm. this is one of the first things people say to me: like we're so different. Like of course you are. You're two different people. Wow.
1: Um,
2: so being equal in how much connection you have with other people is not something you have to aim for. Mm. It's just you have to figure out for yourself um, if you want more connection in your life, if you want you know, a partner to do these, this and these things with, or if you want if you want another relationship. Mm. Many people just don't have the emotional capacity or the need for it. Yeah,
0: yeah. But the, these, um, like, uh, is this, you, you, you've had other boyfriends before, I guess? This or? is
2: like my first formal boyfriend. Uh-huh. Um, uh, shortly after we opened our relationship, I got into a relationship with a woman and yeah. I was with her for, you know, nine months. So you
0: didn't have to wait for your husband to die.
2: I didn't have to wait for my husband no. to die, no. That's, That's a very, great. Yeah, it was, that was very great, yeah. yeah. And I mean, that was it, was, it was extraordinary to feel, because I had my doubts. I was like, f- f- like one thing that he said um, early on in his journey was like, please just don't be a lesbian.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> just yeah, kidding. And, and never come back.
2: You mean, yeah, uh-huh. exactly. Oh, yeah. Um but you know, at the end of the day, like if that would be true, like if I were actually a lesbian, yeah. then that would be better for me yeah,
1: yeah. and, and, and him. for him as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly uh,
2: um course. fortunately, I'm not a lesbian, like so I still love my husband very much, and mm-hmm. I want to be with him, um but it was amazing to feel um this part of my like sexual identity for the first time mm-hmm. it, it was really amazing, it was just kind of like I don't know if I can see myself as this kind of you know a circular being. A part of it was just had been gray mm-hmm. like all my life, and this was like the first time like color came into this part of me,
0: yeah. you were criticizing the colors here before we started recording that is too dark yeah, yeah, so you like colors
2: I like colors, yeah, yeah. and okay. i I specifically decided at this at some point in my life like I'm not going to wear black
1: uh-huh. yeah, I still I have
2: some black things, but yeah. everything I buy new today is not black
0: okay <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um. So if we, yeah, if we kind of dive into maybe not specifically your relationship, obviously that's always, or your relationships, uh, say, I mean, but like, I think when people hear about polyamory, they, they kind of, they take it as a sexual thing. Yeah. Which um, I believe it's, it's not necessarily, I mean, obviously there is sex involved or can't be involved, but it's, mm-hmm. not, it's not about that. I mean, there's a difference between swinging and polyamory.
2: Yeah. So the difference between singing, swinging and polyamory is that swinging is usually um, confined by being only only a sexual relationship. Mm. So um, you would not expect, um, you know, a person you would meet in kind of a swinging scenario or on, under the s- circumstances of swinging um, to have any commitments, um, any feelings, any mm. like not a lot of emotional sharing. This is basically just Play partners no. so that's kind of the definition of swinging mm. um, mostly it was m- m- often done with like couples together mm. playing with other people like having sex um, somehow together no. No. Um, doesn't really have to be that way I mean it, like, it can also be just one partner ha- going out and you know meeting people for sex mm. um, but whereas polyamory is it's kind of like there's n- there's no limits mm. I mean I mean that might scare people and obviously there are discussions on like time management and all kinds of mm. so there are you know it's not it's not like a free for all in an anarchy um mm. so but polyamory yeah you can have you can have relationships um more commitments to more people
0: mm. and um but if if like i don't know like would all polyamory people be ready to swing? For, do you know what no. I mean? It's no. So it's no. not like a tick box on...
2: It's not. So so like non-monogamy would be kind of this umbrella term for mm. all relationships that are not mm-hmm. like exclusive between two people. Mm. And under that umbrella, you could have swinging, which is like basically just sex. You can have o- open relationships, which are, which are kind of more fuzzy. Um, often um, there's also the def- definition called don't ask, don't tell, where people are like... Yeah. So you have a couple and they, they're free to explore with other people and they don't have to tell their partner about it. Mm. Um, this can be practiced um, as, as kind of avoiding the you know, processing of the emotions and, and having to deal with the idea that your partner is seeing other people. Mm. Um, but it, uh, it can also be just, like, we don't want to waste too much energy on what's happening outside the relationship. We just want to focus on us. Mm. So it it can be done in a healthy way, and it can also be done in a kind of avoiding an unhealthy way. Mm. Um, And then you have polyamory, which is this kind of more open, more free, where yeah, where you can you're not trying to avoid having feelings for other people, and and you're free to commit to more people if you want.
0: Mm. And those feelings, like you know, because you you mentioned earlier that you you had some. Romantic feelings for someone at your workplace. I mean, I think yeah. a lot of people have experienced something like this, yeah. or some sort of an attraction. Yeah. But we try to, you know, suppress it somehow. We don't, want, we don't want yeah. it, and and we feel really bad about it.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think you said somewhere um, on your your Instagram or something, you were talking about that we would we don't limit the amount of love that we give to how many friends mm-hmm. we have or how many family mem- you know, we mm-hmm. I, ca- I, cannot, I cannot say that, oh, now I have seven friends, I can't love any more exactly. friends. Yeah. But we, we tend to do that in a monogamous relationship. We say that this yeah. love is ex- exclusively for one person. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um,
2: so we put like romantic and sexual feelings on this kind of pedestal and we kind mm-hmm. of idealize them and we try to box them in with yeah. just our, our only partner. Yeah. Um, but, but it doesn't work. Like I, I, I like the analogy of like having a swimming pool, and you kind of you want to put a line in the swimming pool, like you can pee over here, you cannot pee over here. Yeah. That's, that's what we're trying to do yeah. with these feelings. Like, yeah. okay, I'm now I'm married to you. I'm only gonna, uh, and it's, it's like I want the illusion that I'm only gonna be sexually attracted to you, and mm. I'm only gonna have mm. like romantic feelings for you. Mm. That's what we would love, mm. but we don't. We don't have that kind of switch in our heads.
0: Mm. But a lot of it, I guess, is insecurities as well, because I mean, like we. Um, we want to be loved, you know yeah. like to, and 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 we we want to get all the love that is yeah. available from that person yeah. somehow, yeah, so accepting that that your partner wants to love or be romantically involved with someone else automatically makes us assume that there'll be less left for us, yeah, but is there
2: not necessarily no mm. i mean in my in my view it's it's the definition of it is not going to change the feelings your partner has for you. Mm. Um, I mean, that's that's what we're afraid of, mm. and that's what you know. It, this is there's a lot of this is just about our ego. Like the it's, having having one partner choose you for life is like a very mm. it's, it's a very mm. you get this kind of ego reward from it. Yep. Like wow, I am the chosen one. Mm. Um, and, and, but we hold on to the idea that being exclusive and being married and, and having this promise that I'm going to love you forever um, is going to work. But it's, it's not, that's not the only thing. Like we, mm. we talked before about, you know, you need to have this kind of glue in mm. the relationship. Mm. And for many people, um, defining it as exclusive and planning to be
0: together forever. To,
2: to, together forever is supposed to be the glue or like mm. kind of the fence around this. Mm. Um, but if that is the only thing you have in your relationship, and you're not doing the work to, you know, deepen the intimacy, you know, working through arguments, um, having like shared meaning, and you know, sharing your life together, that fence is not going to hold. And mm. we know that. Like that's mm. why infidelity happens. That's why people break up. That's why, you know, all of this, the disconnect that people experience over a long time, if they're not conscious, mm. um, is what's going to happen. And that 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 fence, that promise that we're going to love each other forever, is not going to be enough.
0: Mm. But I think also, like I I often think about, like for example, marriage. I think um, it is—it's a brainwash in some way. Like, you know, (laughs) I I had this conversation with my my ex-girlfriend. For often, you know, um, I've never been married, and it never kind of came to me somehow. You know, I never, I never saw it as some necessity to confirm anything, any emotions or feelings or anything like that. And and um, whereas you know, and we had this long conversation. He said, you know, but. Since I was four years old I've been told yeah. that I'll be a princess one day Yeah, and then I'm gonna be happy forever after yeah. and when you watch American Exactly um, Reality TV. It's crazy. Those people are just I want yeah. I want the happily ever and they're fucking 25 and they don't know shit, you no. know, and um, and then you know Someone like you shows up and tells them that they can open up a relationship gonna be even more happy I mean are are people yeah. buying into this, you know?
2: I mean I, mm, people are not necessarily buying into it straight away mm. but I think so many people who have been in a relationship for a long time they have, they're, they're starting to suspect that the happily ever after isn't as simple and easy mm. as, as we're promised mm. um, so I think people are interested to hear what I have to say because mm. they're like okay I'm, I'm not totally ready for that but, but I, I do feel my relationship could be better and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm sure that just having said I do is not going to be enough
1: Hmm.
0: I feel like actually a lot of the stuff that I watched from you is is um, because you said it that kind of going into the polyamorous relationship it was a deep dive, you know, because you need to kind of look at your own yeah. needs, you need to look at the needs of your partner. I mean, it's a it's a very kind of three hundred and sixty degree review yeah. of your relationship, your needs, and what you what you want. Absolutely. And um, and 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 I actually yeah, when I was looking at the stuff that you're talking about, it doesn't apply only to the rom- romantic part, or let's say, the or sexual or attractive attraction part. No. It's about not expecting your relationship to give you everything. Yes, right. And that, like, one person cannot make or bring everything to the table that yeah. you need or you need something that that person doesn't like. I mean, I see yeah. in my relationship, for example, um, I like running, I like hiking, I like skiing, and it's just something that my girlfriend doesn't like. Yeah. And in the beginning, I was pushing her, you know, like, yeah. and I was telling her that she's boring because she doesn't yeah. ski, you know. Exactly. But, but then I just had to say, okay, well, I just have to find someone else to do that with. And she has to do her things. Yep. And and it's great, actually. Yep. It's, 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 uh, it's very liberating for both of us, because Absolutely. once we kind of get to a point where we say, okay, so, yeah, I like this relationship, but there are like five other things that I want exactly. to do. And, and you know skiing or running or yep. I don't know or going to the opera or something like yep. that, um, that makes actually the relationship stronger.
2: Absolutely, mm. I, I like the analogy of like seeing ourselves as kind of a 12 sided die or mm. or you know twenty sided die or something, mm. and we're, we we're wanting to have a partner who can fulfill all mm. of our all of our sides, mm. but but that's impossible. Like there's there's no no two dies are the same. Mm. So. Um, like you said, I like this relationship. We have a lot, lot, of, lot of things going. Like seven sides match. Like we're we're great in these 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 areas. But then I also have these five different sides that you're not gonna do with me, like running mm. and hiking and mm. you know whatever. Mm. And. In, in all relationships, this is present. Like In all relationships, there are going to be areas that either of you are not going to you know, enjoy doing the activity that the other one likes. Mm. Or you're not going to enjoy the same type of sex. Or you're not going to have the same amount of energy for you know, you know, talking about mm. things. You're not going to have you know, the same view of things. Yeah. So there are, gonna, there are always going to be unfulfilled sides of you in yeah. a relationship. And I think that's the kind of the, the harsh wake-up call that we all need, that the happily ever after isn't as simple as you find your soulmate yeah, yeah. and you're gonna have everything fulfilled in one relationship. It's Especially just Especially when you happen.
0: meet very young, I guess, because I mean, like you, I mean, you meet your, as you say, when you're 17, you meet your yeah. boyfriend and then boyfriend and now yeah. husband. I mean, you haven't developed all, you know, you don't know all the stuff that you want. No. so. So having a relationship where you can bring those new things in and they don't become a problem, I guess, is is it gets uh, creates a better foundation than suppressing them because I mean, like you're gonna wait for him to pass, uh,
1: that's right, yeah, to become
0: a lesbian or to to explore your bisexuality.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I mean, for that's
0: crazy actually if you think about it,
1: like.
2: And I mean, that's, this is just a question of how you, how you view life and like how, mm. how much happiness you can get out of life. Mm. And for some people who really believe that you're supposed to live with one person, um, their belief in that, um, that kind of a relationship is going to be enough of a meaning for them to sacrifice parts of their lives.
1: Mm.
2: And, and I mean, I encourage people, if you, if you really believe strongly in monogamy and that monogamy is the best way for you to live, do that and mm. have that belief be strong enough for you to suppress your sexual desires for other people Mm. like by all means go for it Mm. but if like many people um you kind of have this hunch like monogamy is not the perfect solution to all Mm. then that temptation of your coworker or you know whatever your the friend in your running group or whatever um is gonna it's it's gonna creep up Mm -hmm. and if you're not working on your relationship and strengthening that bond and having that kind of you know Um, you know, belief in your own relationship, I think that's where the the risk of infidelity is going to, you know, slowly increase Mm -hmm. because you don't believe that strongly in monogamy Mm -hmm. and because our primal, you know, animal instinct is just not working with us.
0: No, I mean, we are pack animals. I mean, we are supposed to be Exactly. hundred us yeah. and fucking everyone and not yeah. you know and, and caring for everyone and, not, and like exactly. taking care of the whole group not just one person
2: but then again people are so different so some people like never fo- like almost never fall in love and mm. they almost never you know get turned on by other people mm. and for those people monogamy is probably just fine
0: mm. that must be really boring though if you never get turned
2: on <laughs> yeah I mean but people are different <laughs> yeah, so that's it's, true it's, it's
0: and and no and, 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 and obviously I mean for for there are different things that turn people on in, in, exactly. in terms of stimulation not, yeah. not, for some it's sex for some it's something yeah. else you know
1: yeah exactly but
0: is there like a, um, is there like a stereotype in this you know like is it, well, yeah, well maybe first of all is it who brings this up more often like to, to turn a relationship into a poly relationship is that more women than men or, or what's the
2: like in my experience having like been running this platform and talking to people women are usually um, the ones who are like needing more, wanting to explore more why do you think that is um there is there are some theories about um it's the patriarch no no i think it's i think it's more like evolutionary that mm. um so so like the theor- the way I heard it was that men are just happy if as long as they have a woman to fuck. So, mm-hmm. the, so their satisfaction yes. is just like, it's just like stays like this. Yeah. Whereas women, it's like high in the beginning, the novelty and the yeah. thrill and excitement. And then as over time, it it's, gonna, it's gonna wear off.
0: So they need a new guy. Yeah, they'll mm-hmm. need a new guy. Mm-hmm. So
2: that's like the, the simplest explanation I have. There is. I have I've no, I've no ground to back this up, but but, but I think, think this makes sense. Yeah. And, and in the, the people I've talked to, it's more predominantly women who are seeking um, opening a relationship. Mm-hmm. And men are more possessive and jealous and afraid. Yeah. If I have to give out a stereotype, but yeah. it's not, it's yeah, not the but, Yeah. But a very simplistic way.
0: But I think, yeah, I think in general also we men we are more insecure in in, in these in this sense because I think we have this possessiveness idea <sighs> yeah. and uh, and and we, we are worried that someone is better than us, you know, oh he's better in bed or he's more fun exactly. or he's a better provider or whatever, you yeah. know?
2: It's, the, it's toxic masculinity, yeah. in, in some sense. Like, yeah. that That um, the the woman you have in your life is kind of a ref- reflection of um, your identity or your mm. ego. Mm. The, who you are, how good of a man you are, or something like that.
0: But do you think, like, in your case, that maybe you see more women because you're a woman yourself? And you, I, I don't know, I mean, like, um, would, would, is there a clone of you, a male clone doing the same somewhere where he gets followed by a lot of men and he gets... Do you know what I mean? Is it, yeah. Would, I don't know, would a guy trust an advice from a girl in this? Um, I, I don't know about that. I mean, I... I, 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 film, I like yeah. I like watching you and I like yeah, yeah. listening to what you have to say, but... just uh, make me wonder if, if there is like, oh, I'm never gonna listen to some woman who just wants to... do whatever, you know? Well,
1: I mean...
2: I think one of my strengths is having a lot of compassion and understanding for men. Mm. Um, I'm, I, I, love men, and like I, I, really, I wish the best for them. Mm. Um, and I'm not highly critical of them or judgmental. Mm. So I think, I think in some sense, men do relate to what I say. Mm. Um, whereas I've, 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 i i I kind of get the vibe from some, some content creators, uh, women who are talking about you know anything related to this. They're kind of. Like some of it is, they're, you know, they're, they're mad at men in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, they feel like they owe, men owe them, mm-hmm. you know, respect or good treatment or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a discussion that is, in some sense, necessary to kind of balance out the, you know, patriarchal mm-hmm. effect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I don't know how to answer your question. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but. Um, but uh, as it comes to like I don't know age or something like that, or like you know, is it is it younger people? Uh, like, what, what do you kind of see in your universe? You know, is it more young people or, or people all ages? You know, are people my age? Like I'm fifty almost. Um, are they coming on board with something like this in general?
2: I mean, I think for for the younger generation, there's maybe less um, societal baggage that they have to get rid of. Mm. Um, so like the how how more open the discussion is around like trans issues or Mm. you know sexuality and all these kinds of um, discussion that the younger people are more like onto Mm. um which makes it maybe more accessible to them um that the the kind of accepted norms are you know more diverse Mm. um so for older generations there's there's a lot more of ideals that they have to break down or kind of you know dismantle in their heads Mm. to accept um themselves for wanting this kind of a lifestyle if mm. it's the, what they want
0: mm. but if you I don't know if you, if I if, if, if you bring this you know like let's say when you brought this home and, and, and you you told your husband that he wanted to do this what what happens like when one part wants this and the other part doesn't want this I mean how, 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 how does that get resolved?
2: Um, if it's if it's really that simple like one person really wants to live this way and the other person really mm. does not want to, I mean, either one of them is going to be miserable mm-hmm. if they continue to be together. Mm. Um, so, I think what what is imp- is important to acknowledge in this kind of scenario is the the prevalence or you know the high chance that there's going to be sexual shame around mm. it around this issue. Um, so. Like our, from whom? Just from society. Mm-hmm. So, so like a, a lot of my inner work has been around like sex negativity and just ki- trying to come to terms with um, wanting to you know open my relationship and you know being afraid to be judged as a slut or being mm. afraid to be judged in you know being a sexually liberated woman basically mm-hmm. um, because we do have a lot of strict ideals around. Yeah. How sex can and should be. And, yeah. A very, yes, stereotypes yeah. and you know, yeah, just societal norms. So, and that's going to be prevalent in relationships as well. Like even close relationships, there are going to be um, ideas around um, how sex can be and should be, and who is like all these kinds of ideas. Like mm-hmm. sex negativity is is affecting all relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one the partner who doesn't want this in this like the example you just gave might judge or shame the other partner mm. for wanting this mm. um or you know the partner who wants it might be feeling shame and judgment towards themselves and therefore sacrifice what mm. they want mm. and I, I i think that's where a lot of people stop like they know they want this but they cannot um or like are not ready to face the shame and mm. possible judgment that they might but face. that's
0: a horrible thing though too I mean, it's very to sad look, yeah i yeah, look forward that maybe like i don't know 30 40 years of thinking I'm yeah. never gonna get this what yeah. I really really would enjoy you know yeah especially when it's such a harmless or let's say a relatively harmless yeah. thing I mean it's not exactly. like a person wants to do heroin or something that's right yeah. that's right
2: and I and that's where I that's where I like a lot of my focus and and you know what I'm most passionate about is just helping people to me to accept themselves more mm-hmm. and to be like to commit to living in a, in authenticity even if it means you know swimming against the, the current
0: mm. but these um. Like these relationships, you know, when you have, so you, in a polyamorous relationship, you kind of define, like in your case, your husband is your primary partner. I mean, is that the word even that is used for such? So
2: this is the kind, this is hierarchical. This is the idea around hierarchical relationships. And Mm -hmm. you can have um, what is often called prescriptive hierarchy, where you decide beforehand, like this is my primary partner. Like I will always live with this person. you kind of have this kind of
1: yeah.
2: in in the same sense as monogamy, like promise myself that I'm always gonna live with this person um which i which I think people sometimes do out of insecurity and out 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 of the illusion that they can't control their feelings and that they they really want to hold on to this safety of mm-hmm. this one relationship mm-hmm. um but like for me and my husband, like we own a house together, we have two kids and a dog yeah. together. Like we already have a lot of shared commitment, a glue. A glue. Yeah, yeah, we have a very solid glue, which yeah. are, is our kids. Um, but I don't really define him in that sense, like being my primary, in the sense that I'm, like always gonna. You know, I don't. I don't, I don't know how. To, I mean, like we ha- we have this commitment together. Mm. And, like we have promised to like spend our life together. We are mm. we're married. Um, but I think you can't really decide um, so much in advance like, what your life is going to be like. No, no, because
0: you don't know. I mean, you, you might wake know. up next week and you feel different or exactly. something has changed.
2: And I think that applies to monogamous relationships as well. Mm. <clears throat> like you have to be able to accommodate for the you know, unfolding of your life, mm. basically. Mm. Um, but then you can have descriptive hierarchy, which is like describing um, what status your relationships are at. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of describing like um, how much time you spend with this person or how much um, compatibility you have at this one moment mm-hmm. um like for example, my boyfriend he has been running his own business for you know a long time, and now that i 'm like starting my business um i 'm learning a lot from him, so mm-hmm. like I get a lot of value out of discussing like business terms with him, uh, which my husband isn't really like that familiar with mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of value that I get from my boyfriend that my husband doesn't have. Mm. Um.
0: But but so, I mean, but if you, I don't know, like, and that's like the time management, because you know, like, um, you you have this, as you said, I mean, you have that marriage, you have that house, you have the dog, you have the kids, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I mean, would you or could you go away just I'm, I'm leaving for two months now. I'm going to be living in Spain. Uh,
2: no, I could not. And, and, be,
0: I, and th- does that mean that th- then you automatically have said that this is this is more re- this relationship is more important? Or
2: I mean, for me, it's it's more just like I wouldn't expect my husband to say, um, "I've taken on this job. I'm leaving in a week, and I'm going to go away for two months." Uh-huh. Because I would expect, well, okay, we have kids, like, please yeah, consider yeah, so me. Mutual, please yeah, consider yeah. me in uh-huh. your big decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's in the same, in the same sense. Right, yeah. um, I wouldn't just say, like, I booked a one way ticket, I'm gone, like, I don't know when I'll be back.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, just out of consideration for our shared responsibilities in our life together. Mm. Um, that doesn't, so, like, one way a primary relationship would be, you know, very strict is if people can use veto which is it's kind of, like mm-hmm. I can say no to whatever choice you have. So that would be a very, very strict um, hierarchical order. Mm-hmm. If, if say, my husband could say, no, you're not allowed to date this person, mm-hmm. or I don't like this relationship anymore, you have to break up with him. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be a very strict and very cruel, in my sense, <laughs> hierarchy. So you're not there? No. Mm-hmm. So my husband cannot say um, what feelings I can have, he cannot say what kind of relationship I can have.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but we do have this commitment that, like, we we do share responsibilities of our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that I will honor. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I will honor my commitment to him around that.
0: Mm-hmm. It's interesting, and 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 I mean, but uh, because you often see this terminology like a primary partner yeah. or secondary partner yeah. or, or something like that. So, so how how like how does that work? I mean, not necessarily just in your in your case, but mm-hmm. like in in general. So you mm-hmm. like if i'm in a polyamorous relationship and then i have my girlfriend or a wife and mm-hmm. and then then i go and find someone who's going to be i don't know would you call it the extra or you know or how, what's the i mean my girlfriend, the, it really depends my, uh, my other mean, girlfriend
2: then like a lot of people are polyamorous and they they're not in relationships mm. and they're not they they decide that they want to be poly- polyamorous while they're single mm-hmm. so not all people who are polyamorous are first in a relationship.
0: You just, now you just saved my life. I went from being a slut for most of my life when I was single because I I had multiple partners and now I was just polyamorous. Yeah. Great.
2: Well, I mean, there is a very crucial part of polyamory is that honest and Uh, (laughs) honest communication. So you you were just a slut.
0: (laughs) So yeah, this is the end of part one. Uh, And uh, in part two, as I said earlier, we talk about more about the how of being in a polyamorous relationship and Þórhaldur um, and shares more of her personal stuff in there. Check that episode out guys.